I wasn't supposed to sing this morning, but I had some requests. When we lift up holy hands in the temple of the Lord and raise our hands together with our hearts in one accord, how delighted he must be just to look up on and see two hands that never have. Thank you. 
God, I give you what I can today. These scattered ashes that are hid away, I lay it all at your feet. From the corners of my deepest shame, the empty places where I want your name show me the love I say I believe help me to lay it down oh Lord I lay it down oh let this be Oh, let this be. 
lifted high as my kingdom falls once and for all once and for all once and for all once and for Take your Bibles more and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Got to find my stuff. Well, that's not good. Might not be preaching on that. <laughs> there it is. Heard a song. This week, you ever heard one that just it just keeps coming back? You know, over time, every time you turn radio on, or and last week and this week, and just really got to me. And it reminded me that sometimes we got situations in our life that come up, and they just seem so big, and it seems so hard. And you're like, how do I, how do I, I get over this? How do I get past this? And, and it, you know, it, it's kind of scary. It makes you want to hide. And in chapter 17. Is the story of David and Goliath, and, and the song that I was talking about is it, called Conf, "Confidence," and it's by a group called Sanctus Real. I want to I want to read to you the the first three lyrics verses out of the song, and it starts off says, "I'm not a warrior, I'm too afraid to lose. I feel unqualified for what you're calling me to." But Lord, with your strength, I've got no excuse because broken people are exactly who you use. So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David, Lord, be my defense, so I can face my giants with confidence. You took a shepherd boy and made him a king. So I'm going to trust you and give you everything. I'll be a conqueror because you fight for me. I'll be a champion claiming your victory. As I've heard that song, I said it kept coming on and it just, it just got to me. It's one of those, just you know, you can't get away from it. And I got to thinking about it. And as I listened to the song, I, I read, went back and read each one of the stories. Uh, Daniel and the lion's den. And, you know, and I, I got to thinking, you know, how how weak I really would be. I don't think I could be like Daniel and boldly go into a pit full of lions. You think he he went when you you read that story? He goes, they they come and they get him because he's praying, and they take him and they put him in that lion's den, and and he never puts up a fight. He never says you got the wrong guy. He never says, he goes. Knowing that in that pit's a bunch of hungry lions. 
You know, see, it never even stopped. It says, Lord, would you shut the mouths of the lions? He just went. Because he knew that, hey, I've got to go down there and these lions kill me. I'm going to be with God. Went. And God shut the mouths of the lions. I've always got to picture this in my mind of that night as he's that den of those lions drop down in there and, and these lions are just pacing and, and some people say well god put the lions asleep i don't think he did i think they just couldn't open their mouth a lion's gonna do what a lion wants to do which is eat and and, and so here he is and 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 god's just taking care of them and, and in the morning that that old king who is his friend comes running and and, and says daniel is everything okay and he did God protect you? And he went, yeah, hey, I'm fine. God shut the mouths of these lions. And, and then when you, you read on, Daniel gets put up. Those who accused him get put in before they hit the ground. The lions do what lions do and had a dinner. And then you read about Moses. And, and Moses, bless his heart, he, he, he had all these guys. He, he, he did what God wanted to do. They come up out of Egypt. They get in the wilderness. and They do what everybody does is complain. God even called them a stiff-necked group of people. And, and, and I can just imagine every time he turned around, there was something else. There was another problem. And he, he's like, Lord, I'm going to do what you say because I've got hope in the promise of where we're going. We're going to be in this wilderness for quite a while. And I know that, but I know where we're going. And then I got to the story of... of, of of, of David. David and Goliath, as it's here in chapter 17 of 1 Samuel, I want you to think about this. David is a young lad. We don't really, we, we know he's probably a young teenager and, and, and real young, and he goes, he's, he's, he's an errand boy that day. Daddy sent him up there because the ones who could really fight are already there. And imagine when Daniel gets to camp and, 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 and he comes into this camp. Really, you know, his brother Kyle probably had it pegged to see the battle. That's probably true. He was a boy, and that was kind of been inter interesting to him to see the warriors, to see the, the fighters, and to see what's going on. And no, Now, in David's heart, he knew that this was God's people doing what God wanted them to do. And then all of a sudden, when he gets there, the oh, oh, Goliath comes out and issues this challenge. And, and all these wonderful warriors, these brothers that he looked up to, this king that he looked up to, when 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 Goliath walks out and he, he's issuing his challenge, they're hiding in the, in the tents and amongst the, the wagons and they're, they're cowering. And, and I want you to think about this, what Dan, David thought. David's thinking, man, these are the, the warriors. These are, you, you've got God behind you. What are you doing? And, and he gets upset, and he listens to the challenge. Well, why don't one of you go fight? And they said, well, the king said that if you defeat him, you'd get his, his, his daughter in the hand of marriage. And, and, and evidently, she must have been pretty because everybody talked about it. And, and you get that, and, and you get this, and you get that. But nobody would do it. And, and, and finally, they said, I'll do it. I'll do it. 
Now, you know, and that's what always gets me about this story. They take the lad to the king. Instead of just ignoring him, which was probably what most people would have done, they take him and, and, they, and, he, and he says, hey, here, king, so there's this young lad who will fight Goliath. I'm surprised he didn't laugh. And then he says, I slew a bear. I slew a lion because of my Lord. And and you you know how hard, how how honorable that would be. Lord, I did this for you. And evidently Saul heard it. Saul said, Okay, I'm gonna let this kid, I'm gonna put the nation in his hand. I'm gonna let him do it. He's got confidence with nobody else. Saul stood a head above everybody else. He was a tall Big man, here, wear my armor. Put my armor on. Now, I want you to picture that. I always think about that when, 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 when Bree and them was little. They would get my clothes and they'd put them on. And I, I worked for Winn-Dixie at the time. I had a, a store manager's vest. Bree put that thing on. She'd put my shoes on. She'd go stomping around the house. I said, That's probably what they... What David looked like wearing Saul's armor. And he puts it on and he's got his armor on. I can't fight like this. This isn't me. But I'm going to do it. He takes that armor off. And then li li listen to this verse. If you don't hear nothing else, listen to this verse. In 1 Samuel Chapter 17, starting in verse 40. It says, And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had, even in the script. And a sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near to David, and the man that Barry's shield went before him and the Philistine looked about and saw David and he disdained him for he was but a youth and ruddy and a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest at me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. And then David then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest at me with a sword and a spear and with a shield. I come at thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands. I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of Philistines this day to the fowls of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Man, what a powerful statement. Imagine this, he goes, he goes to the brook and he picks him up five smooth stones and he puts them in his bag. He's got his staff in his hand, his sling in his other hand. He says, I'm going after that big boy down there because I know who's with me. 
And, and I thought about this, and the one thing that got my attention was those, those five stones he picked up. Because you think about it, this is a this is a nine foot tall giant, five stones. More than likely, he only gonna be have a chance to throw one. That guy could take two steps and be right there. So, but he got five stones, and and, and I thought about this. This is a, I love this story because as you read it, this is a somebody who puts their trust in the Lord, who says it's not. It's not the king's armor I'm going to use, but it's God that's going to win this battle. And I'm going to get ready. So he, he wrote in Psalms 56, verse 3 and 4, he said this. He says, what time I am afraid, I will, put, I will trust in thee. God will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do. That's the kind of young man this was. He said, I'm not afraid because God's with me. That giant seems big. That giant has cowered everybody. But guess what? Because I know who's with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I know that I'm going to be victorious one way or the other. But I, I thought about this as he as he got ready, you know, and, and he got these five stones and so I started looking at why five stones. That really interested me. Why five? Yeah, and I found all kind of all kind of things about it. It's hilarious what you find about it. Now somebody said, "Well, well, well, well Goliath had five, had four brothers, so he's getting ready for the other four in case they appeared." Well, I said, "Well, okay, that makes a little sense." Then somebody said, "Well, you 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 knew when you was hunting." You had five shots. I said, well, the few times I've been hunting, it, that was it. You know, if I hit the first time, I was lucky. And so I said, I don't, I don't think that's it. Then there was, there was people. Oh, it's these, this, this, this. He picked out this stone. He hunted. I said, it just says he went and he picked up five smooth stones. And one guy said he got five smooth ones because they sling better. I said, well, that makes sense. He just grabbed five. But I got to thinking about the five, and I said, you know what? Maybe, maybe it was each one of them was something to remind him of something. Because, hey, even though he had put his trust in God, and I don't know about y'all, there are days I put my trust in God, but then that giant rears his ugly head, and I get a little bit afraid. Is anybody else besides, like that besides me? It's a little afraid when the big problems show up, because let me tell you, big problems are big problems. It don't matter what they are. And, and, and this big problem come down there, and he started he started trying to belittle David. You ever think? And, and that's what Satan likes to do. He'll take a problem, he'll make it seem like a giant, and he'll use it to belittle you. Because if he can belittle you, then you ain't got no strength. You start to cower. You go hide in the baggage train and in the tents like everybody else. But David grabs these stones. I said, well, Lord, if it was me, I'd need five stones. I want to tell you what these five stones would have been if it was me. First, because if you do like the world does, then you do what the giant tells you to do. You know, David realized he couldn't fight in Saul's armor. He couldn't do it if he tried to be somebody he wasn't. Let me tell you, Christian, you can't win the battle if you try to be something you're not, which is what the world wants you to be. 
You need to do what Dave, what Paul said in, in Romans chapter 12 when he said in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 when he said this. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And he says, and not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is good an acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul had it right. He said what it is is you need to be sure that your mind is set so that you don't get pulled in to what the world tells you you got to do. I need that kind of confidence. I need that when I'm, when I'm going into a battle because I need to realize who I am. When I try to be somebody else, I can't be... Brother Curtis nailed it right on the head a while ago. When you, if you, if you get called preacher, you you see all these great men of God. You want to be like them. I, I have had the privilege of hearing some wonderful men of God, and there were times I said, "Well, I want to be like them." And I realized when I tried to preach like them, it was the worst thing I ever done in my entire life. I need to be Steve because that's who God called. And let me tell you, Christian, that's who God called. He called you. He didn't call the one sitting beside you. He didn't say, go get theirs and be just like them, act just like them. If they dress this way, you dress that way. He said, no, I called you. Don't be conformed by the world. Don't try to put on somebody else's armor. Do what God called you. Don't, no, notice, Saul had everything you needed for battle, but that's not what David needed. David needed what God Gave him. You know, that's like this. If all of a sudden I decided I'm going to be a singer and start singing to y'all on Sunday mornings with a microphone, one, y'all, all, before you left, your ears would be hurting. It would be going, my head hurts. I don't know what that racket was he was doing because, hey, I could sing bass, but I'm just a doo-wop guy in the background, and I'm not much of that. God didn't call me to sing. And sometimes I wonder, did did you get that right? But hey, I realize if I if I do what God says, it turns out better. So I got that stone of confidence to remind me of who I am and what I need to do. I I, I need Him to fight the battles, kind of like He told Moses when He says, "Hey, the Lord," in Exodus chapter fourteen, verse fourteen, says, "The Lord shall fight for you." You just told you peace. The, the next of my stones is, 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 is one that reminds me of my righteousness. You know, my righteousness isn't from what I do. It's what God does. Listen what, listen what Paul said, though. In Romans chapter 8, verses 4 through 6, he said this. He said that the righteous law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they are they, they after the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So you gotta you gotta realize that your your righteousness is shows in what you do every day. And if your mind is fixed on the world, guess what? You're gonna act worldly. Because what we see is what we do. We're like monkey see, monkey do. We kind of all do that in a way. 
And if what you are focusing on is the Lord and the spiritual things, guess what? It's going to show in your life. If you're righteous, and your righteousness comes from Christ, then you need to be focused on Him. You need that stone to pick up and remind you that, hey, my righteousness comes from Him. It doesn't come from nothing I do. Because left up to me, I will be just like everybody else. I will conform. I won't have the confidence to be strong in my walk. So I need to make sure that I'm spiritually minded. Because it starts here. And then it shows to everyone. And we, we need as Christians to be righteous. You can't go out in the world and act like the world and slay the giants that you will face because the giant has already beat you if you act like the world. If the only time you act like a child of God is on Sundays, then guess what? You need to kind of look at, are you really saved? Did you really mean it when you asked Christ into your heart? Because you can come down to the altar. You can be at home watching. You can get on your knees and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Save me. And guess what? You ain't saved because you didn't believe what you said. So I can say I'm skinny, but guess what? You can look at me and say, no, you're not. I can say I have a head full of hair. You say, no, you don't. Well, I said it. Saying it doesn't mean it. You've got to put action to it. If you say you're a child of God, does it show in the righteousness in your life every day? I need to be reminded of that. That's the second stone I'd pick up. The the next one I, I I would grab would be one that would remind me. Let me turn my page here. Of the passion that I need. You ever met a passionless Christian? Me and Mike was talking about the word passion a while ago. So yeah, we're not the gospel Christian. We're talking about the zeal. You ever met one that's just dead? Makes you want to go up, feel their pulse if they're still alive? They never smile. They never seem to get excited about nothing. You never see them pray. They just come in, sit down, and get up and go. You know, that's what Satan loves. Excited. You ever raised your hand in church? Say, hey, man, and pull it right back down. Somebody might have heard me. It's all right. You can say it. It's all right. You can sing, too. Say, well, I don't like that song singing anyway. You know that? That's our problem. I don't like it. That's the first thing. I don't want to be like that. Somebody might look at me. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you they're going to look at you anyway. Might as well just show them how much you love the Lord. Put a smile on your face and say, hey, I'm here for, you know, could you imagine if David would have had no passion? I'll just go kill that giant. I don't think nobody listened to him. But he got passionate about it. He started saying, hey, there was one time. Let me tell you, so there was one time this, this, this lion come after one of my, one of my, my sheep, and I slayed it. There was another time that, 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 that this bear came in after my sheep, and I slayed it. You know how I slayed it? Because the Lord let me. He's the one that did it. 
I was just a little boy. And he said, Woo, I'm going to let you do this. I'm going to show you the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, some of us need to have a little passion every once in a while. We need to get a little excited every once in a while. You need to kind of just every once in a while just, just look at somebody and go, Woo, God's good. Just, just try it just one time. I mean, let, 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 listen. Here's, a, here's how the Bible tells you you're supposed to act. Paul said in Colossians chapter 10, verse 31, he said, Wherefore, wherefore, therefore, you eat or drink or whatsoever you do. That's right. Do all to the glory of the Lord. Everything. That, that, you, you, you know what's bad? It, it, some of us only show it on Sundays, and it hurts when we do. But some of us, we, we got to realize everything we do. Do you realize God lets you get up in the morning? You didn't have to wake up. He woke you up this morning. You breathe. You can do all kinds of things. Go in there, get that cup of coffee, smile, say, thank you, Lord. You let me get up to do this. Drive down the street, look at somebody at the next red light. When they stop, stop and get beside them and say, Woo, God's good. They'll roll that window up, they got it down, or they'll get out your way really quick. Let me tell you, if we would show the zeal we have, ought to have for God, we wouldn't have to worry about it. You know, the, the Bible says, be zealous. Jesus said in Revelation, he says, be zealous. How many of us got zeal in our life? We need that kind of passion that Paul had. Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I yet live, not yet I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If we have that kind of passion, say, God, I'm here for you and you alone. My life is yours. Boy, we could turn some heads and fill some pews and get people excited about being a child of God every once in a while. The, the next stone I bet he picked up was one of praise because, you know, David was a man of praise. And every once in a while, we, 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 need, to, we need to remember this. And, and, and Paul said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, he says, Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know what? Our problem is too many of us that are praising God are being afraid and hiding in the tents. <laughs> that problem's too big. Praise the Lord. Have you ever thought about that? You want to you start your day off good? Along with that coffee you get in the morning, sing a song of praise. You say, I can't sing, we'll just say, praise you, Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That joyful noise, just say, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to wake up. Lord, this day you've made, and I'm here, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. Get a little excited. David wrote wonderful songs because that's what God gave him to do. What has he gave you to do to praise him with? You clap, you smile, you can just say thank you, whatever it is. Start doing it. Live a little praise. Grab you a stone say, Lord, this is my praise stone. I'm going to remember it because this is what I need to do with my life. 
Oh, life is like a dance you dance, and, and, and some of us, we ain't got the ability to do any of it. We need to, we need to get excited about it every once in a while. Because you think, Jesus said, if, you know, how many of us are more ashamed of him than we are anything? So we don't want to do anything because we're too ashamed. Jesus said, whoever is therefore is ashamed of me in this adult, sinful generation of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed of. Just praise him. And the fifth stone is the one that he picked up put in the sling. That's a stone that reminds me that God fights my battles. You know, as he said in Psalms 56, he said, what time I'm afraid, I'll trust in thee. I'll praise the world, his word. God, I've put my trust. You know, today, some of us need to see the truth that God fights the battles. Listen, listen to this, he says David put his hand in the bag and took this a stone and slang it and it smoked the Philistine in his forehead and the sun's stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon the face David takes that stone and he puts it in there he starts to sling it he don't back up he goes forward, one stone. He lets it fly, one stone, one itty-bitty little smooth stone. Pop that guy right in the forehead, down he went. And, you know, David didn't stop. He ran down there. He made, he made a promise. He said, Goliath, you said you're going to take my head. I'm going to take yours. It ain't going to be me. It's going to be God. He run down there and he's like, well, here I am. This big old problem's gone. But guess what? I ain't got a sword to finish it off. Well, he does. He took that sword. He cut off David. David took, cut off his head. And he's got Goliath's big old head there. And the, the, everybody got excited. You realize that when you slay that giant in your life, you do it for a testimony to the Lord. You know what that is? It's like David was a rallying point for the children of Israel to come out of the tents and get in the battle. The fifth stone is the most important because God fights your battles. Sometimes you need to get out the way and let him do it. You need to get on your knees and let him do it. You need to start praising and let him do it. Do it his way. One little stone could knock down a giant. One little prayer. One little praise can get rid of that problem you got. But the thing is, see, too many of us hiding in the baggage, hiding in the tents, because I don't think a stone can take care of this giant, Lord. I don't think praying can do it to do can do it let me tell you god can fight your battles you just got to remember that well well preacher i prayed and it ain't got no better they 
gathered the stones up. He didn't stop. He kept going. See, he didn't back up. He went forward. Don't stop praying. God's not done yet. Just remember that God's not done yet. He'll fight. Remember who's in charge. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this morning, Father, I want to thank you for giving me confidence to face acts in my life. Lord, they seem big. They seem they taunt me. They want to beat me down, but I know that you're there to remind me who I am. I am a child of the living God. I am yours. And until you call me home, you're not done with me. The battle might seem big. The battle might seem hard. But Father, I know you're in charge. Father, this morning, I know I'm not the only one going through fights. Not the only one who's faced with giants in their life. Lord, some of the people just need to surrender to you. They need to quit trying to put on the world's armor and fight with what you give them. You give them the ability to pray. You give them the ability to praise. And you give them the ability to be yours. Father, have your way in this invitation. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. As you stand to your feet, we're going to sing page 124. As we sing, you obey the Holy Spirit this morning. I want to thank you for coming today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Like I said, hey, go outside. Look how beautiful day God gave you today. Amen. It is awesome. Just get ready. Cold weather is going to be here for the weeks over. So if you like winter, like me, it'll be here for a few days. And then it'll go right back to summertime again. So, hey, this is the time of year. If you like certain kind of weather, you're going to get it at least one day or one hour out of the week. So uh, I hope you have a blessed and wonderful day. I want to thank y'all again, church, for putting me all these years. And thank you so much. I hope pray. Jimmy, I want to ask you if you'll close in prayer. Go ahead and bless the food. So nobody got to wait on us to get down there. And then go ahead and go eat. All right.
Our Heavenly Father, Master, we do bow in your presence today. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in the house of prayer. Thank you for the message this morning, for the one that brought the word of God. We thank you for that. For him and his family, we pray, Lord, you continue to bless him and his family. Use him for your honor and glory. Give him wisdom and knowledge of your precious word, Father, that he could bring the word all day. Father, we pray for this congregation this morning that's heard the word of God. As we heard about a, a young lad that was uh, following the leadership of the Holy Spirit when he stood and he trusted in the Lord to deliver him. Father, help us this morning, no matter what we're facing, to realize that we, like David, if we'll put our trust and our faith in you, Father God, you'll bring us through the other side. It might not be the way that we want or the way that we like, but Father God, you'll take care of us. And you'll bring us home. Help us to be the witness. Help us to be the example, Father, that would bring honor and glory to your precious and holy name. And Father, we pray for the sick. We pray for the prayer requests made today, for the unspoken prayer requests. So many are sick and suffering. So many are facing the giants in their lives. And I just hope and pray they'll be like David. They'll come and put their trust in you. As we go now to break bread together, Father, would you bless this food? as it nourishes our bodies, and may we, in return, Father, be willing, be thankful to offer our bodies into your service. Have your willing way in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. 